Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Ashley on Air. The topics may change, but one thing stays the same. You're going to have a damn good time. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to the sexiest woman on the airwaves. The one, the only, your host, Ashley. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Ashley on Air. I am your host, Ashley Rogers. I am a naturopathic practitioner and clinical herbalist specializing in functional medicine. And today we are going to continue on with the Heart Fest being February and Heart Health Month. And this time, this this episode is more about blood cleansing. And I think a lot of when we think of heart health and blood cleansing and cardiovascular health, cardiovascular health, a lot of that is kind of a no-brainer, and you're like, okay, I already know that, but you know what? I um, I was inspired by a recent client that came to me for um, just, just preventative, just regular general health reasons, and um, this happens every so often, and I just, you know, I, I was inspired, and I have I have the means, I have the ability to help people in so many different ways. I have so many different therapies, so many different modalities. I have, you know, just diet, meal plan, you name it. I I really, I have so many different ways outside of pharmaceuticals that are effective and that work and that can make such a positive change for sustainable health for people. And one of my very favorite things, if not my very favorite, is herbalism and, and being able to help people with plants. It's the science behind it is unmatched. I mean, the origin of pharmaceuticals itself come from plants and plant constituents and synthesized versions, and sometimes they even use plants, you know, in in certain medications these days. Um, but you know, the, the premise for pharmaceuticals was plant-based medicine, and you know, I, do, I don't do anything outside of, uh, you know, the, the scientific medicinal properties of the plant. There are some herbalists that love to talk about the energy um, properties of a plant, but I, I am more focused on Western medicine, scientific validation of the medicinal properties, and there are so many. Um, so this case in particular, um, this, this man comes to me. He's a 44-year-old male, <clears throat> and, you know, basically healthy lifestyle. He has no symptoms other than fatigue, brain fog, um, and just overall wants to start now to prevent anything that could, you know, in dry, oh, I'm sorry, and dry skin, dry skin and dry lips. And, um, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm seeing all the classic things, you know, brain fog, fatigue, you know, diet and, and all that and all that stuff. But because he did want preventative measures, we did um, a full workup cardiometabolic panel with CBC, which is complete. Um, blood count and, and I wanted to see all of you know kind of all of that we didn't test his thyroid but we did test his hormones uh, because I didn't see any symptoms that um, I mean the the fatigue yes that could be you know, symptomatic for thyroid but I really based on his you know and then he's a male thyroid issues are much more common in women especially autoimmune you know thyroid issues and that just wasn't what my I guess intuition was leading me to with this person based on his symptoms and what he was coming to me for and his, you know, his vitality was really good. 
And, um, you know, he's married 10 years, very happy life. They don't have any children. So he's like, oh, I should have energy because I don't have kids. You know, we kind of joked about that. But anyway, I wanted to get the full workup, so I did. So the first thing that came in was the CBC. And everything looked pretty normal. Uh, monocytes and white blood cell was a little bit higher than what I would like it. But, it's, again, it's wintertime. It had been raining a lot in California, so he could have been fighting something off. And I'll try to keep this short because I want to get to the point. Uh, but then the uh, hormones came in, and that didn't it didn't really surprise me. You know, he um, wasn't really working out and lifting heavy and doing squats and things like that. So I, I suspected the testosterone to be a little on the lower side, especially because he was fatigued and and things like that. And the the um, testosterone was very low and prolactin was very high. Other than that, all the hormones were balanced. I'm like, okay, this is you know this is going to be a pretty typical case, and everything's going to be pretty cool. And then I'll just wait till I get the CBC back, or I'm sorry, the complete cardiometabolic panel. And what I test for is not just LDL, HDL. And I think we went over this a couple of podcasts ago, the things that I like to test for. We're testing the lipoproteins, the alipolipoprotein A and B. Uh, we're testing for homocysteine um, inflammation all across the board with even omegas, omega-3. We're testing all the acids. So lipoic, you know, all of the, all of it testing for all of it and when that finally came in that was lit up leptins high all the cholesterols high omega-6 high he was inflamed and I, what I just kept seeing was you know his diet obviously isn't working inflammation and sticky blood really sticky blood his blood pressure was okay um, but I just was like you know what this person Aside from, okay, so we all know my three magic elixirs, right? We all know what those are. Sunlight, sweat, good sleep. Like healthy sleep is very important. Those are the, really the only three true magic elixirs in life, truly. Next to that is what we put in our mouth. So clean water, clean food, unadulterated. If you're going to eat meat, if you have to eat meat, no antibiotics, wild fish, good things like that. Um, and then the next would be herbs. That's, that's you know, I guess you've got one, two, three, four, fifth on the list or third on the list, however you want to look at it. Herbs, I have found to be that effective for almost ever. No, not almost. I, I won't say almost. Anybody that I have given my, my herbal, I do tinctures. Anybody that I've given them to, I've been like, oh, my gosh, you know, everything else is working out great. But I really noticed these herbs taking effect and they work quickly um, and the reason why I do my tinctures in alcohol is because the alcohol has the ability to um, to draw out more of the fat soluble properties and medicinal properties of the plant you can do glycerin you can mix it with water you can do other types of things that are non-alcoholic and there are reasons and, and things that I will suggest tinctures that aren't in alcohol for uh, for certain people in certain conditions um, children, even children can have the, the alcohol tinctures in certain cases. Um, and don't do anything without consulting someone professionally. This is in no way medical advice. I'm just sharing education to inspire you, empower you, and encourage you to take your health into your own hands and to learn. And if you do go see a naturopathic practitioner or functional medicine practitioner, or if you come to me, you're loaded with this information and you're ready to go. And you can also start to learn more about your own body as well. But anyway, if you have any questions, if you're having any heart symptoms, go see a doctor. Don't do anything without talking to a doctor first. Uh, but 
that's the reason why I like to use the alcohol um, to make my tinctures because I have found it to be much more powerful and it's not what you think. You're not going to sit there and get drunk off a bottle of, you know, my blood cleansing tincture. It just, it doesn't work like that. There's a process. So um, anyway, I was, I was really inspired by this and, and knowing, okay, yes, and cholesterol gets a bad reputation. And I think we, again, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, you know, your body creates cholesterol, you know, for a certain reason, overcompensating to rebuild something, to fix something. You know, if you're, if you're putting a lot of extra processed meats and triglycerides in your body, uh, like for this person, for instance, I know he had been eating paleo for quite some time. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that paleo drives me kind of crazy. First of all, you can do it for a little while, but you can't, can't be your diet forever honestly. And, and I knew he's eating a lot of red meat and I know he's eating a lot of pork and pork. I cannot, I cannot, I can't take it. Like I, (laughs) I haven't eaten pork in forever, any bacon, anything like that. I, pork is one of the most parasitic meats you can eat aside from raw fish. And not only that, I think it's worse in a lot of cases. I've seen studies. Um, my old biology um, professor, her previous biology professor in her college years changed her life whenever they did um, a an experiment in class with the pig, with the pig meat, with the pork, where they did all these things and even at one point set it on fire and the parasites still lived. And they're the harmful ones. I mean, if you think about it, pigs, you know, they roll around in their own feces and urine and mud all day long. And they have, you know, and, and again, it like soaks into their skin, it soaks into their muscles, and it's that's just the environment of their body. But anyway, we can go on about that in another time. So, you know, I really, again, thinking, you know, knowing what I know about this client, you know, he he needs a blood cleansing, a blood good circulation. So I I search and don't get me wrong, there are products that are, um, you know, blood cleansing products, but I just was not really finding any that I thought would be the potency that this particular person would need. And and thinking about that on that same note, um, you know, I, I guess when it comes to blood cleansing, I think everybody needs something high potency, at least at first. So the idea behind this particular blood cleanse is that you take it um, until the bottle is gone in high dosages, and then that should pretty quickly, you know, eat slowly away at some of the things that are making the blood a little thick and sticky. And why is thick and sticky blood bad? Okay, so you want, you know, obviously you want cholesterol particles in your blood cells and this is, you know, we're talking about at a cellular level. You know, you you want your blood to do what it's supposed to be able to do, which is carry the proteins and enzymes and cholesterols and nutrients and everything you can think of inside a cell to every organ, every part of the body, every tissue, every cell, every everything. You want it to be able to do that. And if if it's too bogged down with proteins, for instance, that aren't, supposed to necessarily be there because of a diet and a lifestyle that is not conducive to, you know, just movement and, um, you know, you're not bogging your system down with meat, just meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. And that's what this, you know, I know paleo can be more than that, but basically, 
he he wasn't able to really think outside of the meat and potato thing, um, and and he ate sushi as well. But anyway, so where are they going with this? So a thickened you know thickened blood, like sticky blood. Obviously, that's going to and this is one of those no brainer things. It's going to put some strain on the heart and the cardiovascular system because then it's having to work and pump harder you know, to get the blood through the body where it's supposed to because it's a little bit thicker and stickier than it's supposed to. Um, and then, you know, that obviously raises blood pressure or it can lower blood pressure on the same hand because if it's not, if you have a low blood pressure, then you're not, you know, your body's not getting the oxygenated nutrients that it needs to every cell in the body. And then the high blood pressure, it's, you know, if it's, if it's working a little too hard and it's overstressed, then, you know, that could in turn cause high blood pressure. So blood pressure is very important in the blood cleansing um, arena. And this particular uh, blend, and I'm talking about it, I guess, because I, I think that it's important to know that with herbs also, one of the reasons why I love them so much is that you're not just getting, you know, if you're if you're using the herb for one particular thing, or if there's a proprietary blend that's super effective, it's going to affect a lot more because each herb has so many different um, abilities and functionalities in the body. So burdock root is one of the ones that are in here. We can talk about that for a minute. Burdock root is one of the most cleansing herbs ever. When it comes to liver and detox and blood purification, um, it is it is almost unmatched and that in turn and and also okay I'll say another thing about blood health and and tied into one of the magic elixirs of sleeping when you're sleeping your blood literally cleans your brain so your blood takes bad proteins in your brain any bad plaques that would cause dementia Alzheimer's any type of brain um, conditions or anything like that it takes them out your blood takes literally takes it out of your brain and flushes it out. So if you're, you know, the blood brain barrier is really hard to cross. So we want to make sure that we're making that as easy on the body as possible. So burdock root helps, you know, cleanse the blood too. And it's one of the only um, herbs. Well, there are, there are a few herbs. I would say quite a few that do cross the blood brain barrier. And I like it for that in the blood cleansing mix. Blackberry, I'm sorry, not blackberry, black walnut is another very cleansing. And this is the black walnut leaf. So you can use all different parts of the plant will do different things in the body. It's it's truly incredible. It's truly amazing. And if you're interested in studying herbalism, then reach out to me because I can point you in the right direction. But uh, this in particular blend, it incorporates black walnut leaf. And the leaf is very cleansing. It's very gentle. And a lot of these, not a lot, all of these herbs can also be considered an astringent. Well, astringent is a scrubber in the body. And the scrubbers in the body are very, very important because what do they do? They bind everything together. And then what happens? You have to sweat it out. So that's one of the other three magic elixirs. So if you're, you know, if you're using the herbs, they're, the astringents are helping to cleanse, to bind, to scrub it out. And, you know, what happens, you know, it, so soap is basically astringent is basically soap. The soap is designed to to kind of take hold or to trap um, dirt and particles and wash it away. So you think of that. You know, this is essentially what this mix is doing in your body is acting as an astringent to the blood. And also your excretory organs benefit from this as well. If your blood is too thick, then your liver is not going to work 
in its full potential. Your pancreas is not going to be able to work its full potential and certainly your kidneys. And this is important. It's, it's all important all the time, liver health, kidney health, pancreas health. But it's important that, you know, we, we kind of understand this and it's a clean blood and diet and sweating and sleeping and sunlight and sweating is because the correlation between heart disease and diabetes and that's pancreas is almost always there. Let's just go ahead and say it's pretty much always there. So if you are, you know, bogging down the pancreas because of your, you know, your blood, your diet, all the things, and then you're going to start seeing glucose spikes and insulin spikes. And that's what I saw with this client that inspired, you know, this, this is I don't think he doesn't have sugar cravings. He's not eating a ton of sugar or sweets at all, at all. He said he's never liked them, never craved them, but his glucose was through the roof. His insulin was through the roof. And his leptin was through the roof. A leptin is a hormone that it basically controls your appetite. And I asked him, and his was very high. And when your leptin is, is high, it kind of diminishes your appetite a little bit. And I'm like, are you, you know, is your appetite normal? Are you craving foods like normal? He's like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I know. He's like, I only eat when I get very, very hungry, which is not a bad thing. You know, I don't think you have to sit around eating all day. Um, and that's, you know, another, I think a metabolism myth that we could talk about in the future, but he was like, you know what? Yes, I do notice that I, I, I'm barely craving anything. So that's another sign that the blood needs to be cleaned because if your insulin and your, your, um, glucose are high, your IG, his IGF looked pretty normal. So I think he, like his converting factors were fine. Um, and also maybe slightly a little borderline dancing with diabetes a little bit, because then once I saw his heart panel, I go back and look at his CBC with those monocytes and white blood cell counts up. And then I'm thinking, okay, he is having a slight autoimmune reaction to something. So, and diabetes is an autoimmune disease. So, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, all the signs are leading to this man needs a serious like cleanse. And I don't, I don't really recommend um, often a super detox unless there is a situation where it's absolutely necessary. Um, You know, a lot of oxidative stress and things like that. But in this case, I think that herbs would be powerful enough to really help him with his lipid levels and, you know, really get the circulation, really get the blood flowing you know, kill it, bind it together, and then flush it out with the three elixirs, with diet, with the herbs. Um, another one, and this is cayenne, and it actually does kind of make it a little bit spicy. So if you ever have a tincture with cayenne in it, what I recommend is, um, and I always recommend doing your tinctures, like your, because you do it by the dropper. So dropping it into aloe vera, and then letting it sit for a minute or two. That way the flavors kind of disperse and the cayenne will get a little bit more mild. And then the aloe vera also is very, very, very good for the um, the mucus lining um, in, the, in the body. So stomach and digestive tract and will help your body assimilate the herbs more quickly. You can do it in just water and your body will still get the herbal benefits, trust me. But it's just a little bit of a hack to enhance the herbal properties whenever you're taking herbal medication. So cayenne is one of the greatest things for cholesterol. If you have high bad cholesterol and testosterone, sorry, triglycerides, cayenne has been clinically and scientifically proven to slowly eat away at those things. And you know what? Something else is very interesting about this combination is that um, 
Burdock root and cayenne both have been also clinically proven to be very effective pain relievers because of the blood cleansing property, but because they really are able to um, really get in at the root of the inflammation and eliminate the inflammation. So you are getting a more sustainable pain relief than, you know, if you're just covering it up with, um, you know, an um, Tylenol or ibuprofen, which they are anti-inflammatory. And in certain situations, they are, okay, necessary if we want to use that word. But this is just as effective, maybe take a little bit longer, but just as effective. And they don't lower your glutathione production like Tylenol and ibuprofen do instantly. And you need glutathione as an antioxidant when you have pain, when you're fighting something off, anytime. So a great thing about herbs, these herbs in particular is that they're not lessening, they're not going into your body, cutting off channels, lessening um, signaling pathways, lessening important things like glutathione. And they're just doing their job without pissing anybody off, without doing any harm. So, um, and I, I'm going to say something about doing any harm, and I'm going to say it at the end of the show because I want to wrap up about, you know, you know, give more I guess, facts about herbal medicine. Um, yellow dock root, another one that's great for stimulating bile in the liver. So, you know, we, we all know that bile is produced by, you know, it's produced by the liver and stored in the gallbladder to help us digest our foods. If we don't have healthy blood, if we have too thick of blood, then obviously the liver is having to work a little bit harder, so it might not be producing the amount of bile that we need. And that in turn, if you're eating a lot of things that are inflammatory, that have high omega-6s, you know, your body, is, the bile is not going to help you in any way to help flush that out. So liver health is very obviously important for blood cleansing, so yellow dock root is the one for that. And then yarrow. I just love yarrow. It's it's a tonifier. It's a detoxifier. It helps the kidneys so much. It, it's so great for the kidneys. And it's also very nourishing. Yarrow has very high levels of thiamine, which is um, it's a version of B1, or I guess you could even say it's B1. And you'll, you'll find a lot of people, um, especially uh, people that are addicts or recovering addicts or drink a lot of alcohol or even smoke a lot of weed or do drugs, they will have diminished B1 or thiamine, and the thiamine can do so many things inside the body. It does so many things inside the body. Um, and this is, we're looking at fatigue, cloudy you know, brain, low energy, dry skin, brittle skin, cracked lips. All of that is are some of the many things that thiamine or B1 deficiency correlate with. And when we're upping our B1, we are doing so many things to stimulate the body to clean the blood, to move the cholesterol, to get rid of things it doesn't need. Herbs are just so effective. And I'm not, I, I guess, I guess this kind of sounds like a pitch for my products. My products are great, by the way. Um, and I, I don't even want to say products. Like they're, they're just my medicines. I don't know. I have, my, <laughs> I have my little pharmacy in, you know, it's here, it's inside my um, dining room. And when I'm making medicines and everything, the whole place looks like Dexter just set up shop in there. I mean, I've got everything, controlling everything. I test my herbs for myself. I get my kids involved, you know, to, uh, you know, my daughter. I'm, I'm asking her to, to kind of verify. It's really cute. She's in no way, you know, I don't know, 
um, no, no like child labor or anything's going on like that. There's no, um, you know, she's not really working or doing anything, but it's just very, very cool to get her involved to notice tastes and smells and, um, you know, to help me with, you know, she'll, she'll help me write down ingredients so I'm able to keep track. She'll help me check the bottles. I mean, it, there's so much that goes into it. I have this whole thing in there. Um, there's no frills. You can see I make my own labels. I write on everything because the formulations could be, you know, the, the um, like the ratios could be different for each one. And sometimes I'll make single herbs and I'll, I'll kind of bottle those all up. And if someone needs a specific mixture, then I'm able to mix it for them. Again, there's no frills. There's no, you know, oh, you know, it's all good organic ingredients. And I make sure that I outsource all of my, um, my herbs from trusted, truly organic, truly, um, you know, unique growers and harvesters and people that actually go and forage. And this is very, very important, okay, because the herbs that you get from all across the United States, all across the world, like the environment and the way that they're harvested are really important. And a testament this is, and this is kind of, I think we'll wrap it up and leave it, aside from blood health is directly correlated to heart health, so clean your blood. Um, Herbal medicine is a real effective way of healing. And a testament to that is there are certain herbs and medicines that you cannot buy anymore, you should not buy anymore, because they have been over-farmed, bought by big companies, and they are not grown in sustainable ways anymore. That means that these big companies have taken them and grown them in a way that could be modified or crossbred or hybrids, and they don't have to disclose that to you. If it's any form of, let's just say, echinacea for one, is one that you should never buy from the store anymore. You're getting, I mean, everything I think has heavy metals that come from the ground, but there are processes that you can do, and they don't care. All they have to tell you is that it's echinacea. They don't have to tell you where it's from. They can tell you that it's organic or not, but organic has been, or, or echinacea has been so overly farmed that now you really don't know if you're getting the medicine, because there's different kinds of echinacea. There's, there's, couple of strands of echinacea that don't really have very many medicinal properties at all. Echinacea has originally was known as one of the most powerful immune stimulators ever. And that's why big company took onto it. Another one is St. John's wort. Used to be very, very powerful um, nervine, which means it was great for anxiety and depression. And now I've, I've heard the saying, there's not enough St. John's wort in the world to help with my anxiety. Well, if it would have been left <laughs> alone and not bought out by big company uh, that are, are adulterating it and, um, you know, modifying these things, then there you wouldn't need that much of it. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, if you go to your local market, sprouts, or, you know, if you have a, an herb store, there are a lot of great products that aren't mainstream. So I just encourage you, if you find a naturopathic practitioner that makes their own herbal medicines, they're going to be so much more effective. Just make sure you know the quality of their herbs. Um, It's very important. Another one that I I steer away from buying, if you can help it, is elderberry. Elderberry is great for the immune system. It's great for cold and cough. It's perfect for it, actually. Um, the way it was before. Now big companies have learned about it. They caught on to it because it is so effective. And elderberry syrup that you get in the store just isn't like it used to be. So, you know, again, if you have any questions or anything at all, at any time, you can always reach out to me. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening and letting me nerd out on my herbal medicines. I believe in them. They are so good. And since we're talking about Heart Health Month, 
you know, if you have any question at all that, you know, there could be something going on, call me, come see me in the office. Let's do blood work. Let's not guess. Let's know for sure. And let's, you know, again, part of being a naturopathic practitioner is covering all the bases. And just like with this client, we, you know, we did the blood work, even though he's like, oh, you know, I just, I'm feeling a little bit tired or whatever. I could have given him energy boosting things, but you know what? 44 years old, we need to look at the heart. It's been a long time since then. Actually, he had never had it tested before. So, you know, don't guess. Let's just know. And then let's put everything together. Like for him, you know, he was, he's got the sleep down, but he was not sweating and he wasn't getting enough sun. You know, all the supplementations like vitamin D, we're doing a lot of, um, again, cleansing herbs. So we talked about that the whole time. Another thing that we're, uh, you know, we're doing is a very strict meal plan. And I provide all of that as well. So, again, you know, let's just, let's not guess. Let's just start now, especially when it comes to heart health. Let's just be proactive. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed the show. I always enjoy your feedback. So let me know. Bye, guys.